This is a warning. The following rant contains lots of foul language. So if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. Oh, man. Been thinking a lot about, uh, like, people like Gandhi and the Dalai Lama and even Jesus and all those other, like, really enlightened people from history and stuff. You know, because I think when we hear people on TV or on the internet or on a podcast talking, we kind of think that they have an authority on things about certain things. And while they might have certain insight and certain knowledge, I'm not really sure there's such thing as an authority on anything anymore. You know, because uh, somebody was an authority on on uh, drilling holes into people's heads to get rid of crazy Right? To get rid of uh, demons. <clears throat> they were an authority on that, but that kind of went away. So, I'm not really sure there's any authority on things. Except for people who are enlightened and seem to be able to go through life without having to deal with the bullshit. That, that daily life on this dirt ball floating through an infinite void supplies us with, you know? And it's, it's there's suffering, there's all this stuff, there's all this... This weird push and pull, push and pull between people's ideas and stuff, right? <clears throat> and we like to think that the people online or on the news or that write books or make movies or whatever have like this really deep insight and can fix everything. So I'm here to dismiss any notion that you guys might have that I am some kind of insightful, awakened individual that has endless love and compassion for everybody. Because while I try to do that, and it's really hard if you've ever tried, I am nowhere near the Dalai Lama. And to prove my point, I'm going to tell you an idea of mine about a pretty big topic right now called climate change, global warming, whatever you want to call it, right? But Lang, man, how can you, like, not care about global warming and all that stuff? Hey, man, I didn't say I didn't care. But you know what? I'll keep recycling. I'll keep doing my shit. It ain't up to me to, to change the world anymore. You know why? Because it's, it's just not. I'm gonna, let, me, let me explain to you why. I'm starting to get a little heated. Let me explain to you why it's not my problem anymore. Okay? And it's not... Actually, it's, it's, it's not anybody's problem that don't have kids, okay? And let me point this out to you. Why? Because we don't have to answer to any future generation that we've created. We don't have to answer them to them and say, hey, yeah, well, people warned us, but <laughs> we didn't listen. We don't have to answer for their suffering that they're going to go through and all that stuff, you know? Because I don't have kids. I don't plan on having kids, which means I'm not going to have any great-grandkids or great-great-grandkids or great-great-great-grandkids. So I don't need to have them looking back at their great-great-great-great-grandpa going, what a fucking asshole that guy was when he wouldn't fucking recycle and he wouldn't fucking try to make changes in life to make fucking life better for us. He was living in the now. The fucking now. Right? We all want to live in the fucking now. Me, 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 me. Just like those fucking... Those fucking seagulls from Finding Nemo, right? That's what we are. 
So yeah, I'm not Gandhi. You guys, you guys should take fossil fuel, your tanks of gas and shit, and just keep running with it. You should drive that shit into the ground. Because if you have kids, you can explain to them why. You can tell them things like, oh, that's just how it is. You're too young to understand. Which is a crock of shit. Try telling them that you, you had to, you had things you had to do because you had to pay a bill. Or you had to go to work. To work for some guy. And then you explain to them what you got out of doing all this. And then let me know how that goes over. So yeah. I wash my hands clean. I'm going to keep doing my thing that I know is right for the environment. But everybody else, you guys do whatever the fuck you want. Seriously. Fucking run with it. And and if you're like, wow, that's pretty fucked up. You know what? I'm tired of struggling with it. You know, I sit there and I look around and I see people doing whatever they want. So fuck it. Do whatever you want, guys. But just remember, if you if you have kids or anything... You have somebody to answer to. I don't. Langism. everybody welcome to the langisms podcast and i am lang in case you did not know or were wondering and uh if you're new to the podcast welcome if you're not welcome back um last podcast i kind of changed things up as far as like how i did it i used to do these really long segments about kind of one topic and now i kind of break it up into different ones and uh today is going to be no different so I'm going to go ahead and lay it on you guys that I've been having some problems recording this. I've been having more issues and, uh, yeah, I need to figure this out and get it going so I don't have to keep recording this. Cause, uh, I did a whole segment with Bob and, uh, half of it got unrecorded and I think it might be my, uh, soundboard that the microphones and everything hook into because there's no on and off switch. And, uh, so I have to start unplugging it now after I use it which is a pain in the butt because I think it gets too hot and then it starts interfering with the audio audio input into the computer. So hopefully it'll remedy. It seems to be working fine now. I'm not having it just all of a sudden stop in the middle of things. So see how it goes. So this is kind of like the what fourth time I've done this. So Hopefully I'll get it done. I'll get it out to you guys in time. I've been really, really busy with school, which I'm kind of in the home stretch now with the summer quarter. Um, and yeah, all I do now is a podcast and school. It seems like, you know, um, and in the and we're in the middle of having the kitchen demolished, and the rest of the house is getting ready to get torn up and remodeled for some uh, 
things are getting that are getting ready to happen in the future, which I'll talk about on another podcast. So it's just been really stressful and uh, trying to deal with technical issues and top of things. I just want things to happen nice and smoothly right now, and they're not. And uh, yeah. Oh, and I apologize for the intro if I seemed a little upset or whatever. It's just I had to let that out, you know. I had to let that stuff out so you guys could hear it because I, I, I'm a kind of person. I'm an introvert. I'm quiet. I don't really sit there and try to voice my opinion too much to people I don't know. And I just want everybody to hear this because I think it's really important that people pay attention to the environment and what's going on. And if people are like, whatever, I don't care, well – you know, that's just where it is, I guess. But my apologies if I seemed a little angry on that. Um, coming up on this episode, you guys have been asking for it, so you're going to get a little fractional banking explained to you by me personally, at least my my, my take on it. Um, before I had Bob come on the podcast and we talked a little bit about that, but I'm going to totally not do that this time. I'm going to lay out fractional banking for you guys and uh, from my perspective and leave it at that. Um I'm going to talk about a couple other current topics. And then I wanted to talk a little bit something about something with Bob that's kind of personal to me and stuff. Um, and it's something that I don't really talk about any a lot because it has to do with my sexuality and stuff. And I don't believe in throwing that in people's face. But there's some things that I think might help people get a better understanding of why, um, at least myself, think a certain way. You know, and that maybe a lot of gay people might think this way and stuff. It's just that um, we don't talk about certain things, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get this podcast started. And uh, if you guys have anything you want to add to the intro or anything, feel free to contact me at langstevens.net. You can go, you can email me at awakemindjourney at gmail.com, even though you can do that also through the website. So I recommend the website. And then you can get a hold of me also on the blog, which is langisms.blogspot.com. And you can put comments on the, the threads and stuff. And everybody will be able to see it and comment and talk and get conversations going about things. Okay? So without further ado, everybody, I need you to uh, put your cell phones on airplane mode unless you're listening to this on your cell phone. Uh, and just take a deep breath with me. Hold it in. Breathe out. Now let's just relax together and sit back and enjoy this podcast. And, uh, yeah. All right, everybody. I've had such a hectic week. School and everything. And today has just been crazy, crazy, crazy. And I'm trying to fit in this podcast recording while I have a moments of peace and the animals aren't bothering me and Bob's not here, Cecil's gone, and hopefully my phone will stop vibrating and doing all kinds of things at least for like four seconds so I can, uh, you know, get this done. Because <clears throat> what I want to talk about shouldn't take too long. Because it's just going to be kind of an explanation I'm going to put out there to you of fractional banking. Because I've been asking you guys about this and nobody's answered me. So I've taken it upon myself to go ahead and deliver you a Lang version of 
fractional banking. This is my interpretation of what it is from what I've seen and read. All right, so hold hold the fuck on because I'm about to lay it down on you. All right, so it goes like this: We need money. We no longer base it on gold, so we need money. Where do we go for it? Well, you go to the Federal Reserve Bank. This is who we've given the power to create our money. It's not a federal institution. It works for the government, but it's privately owned okay, by other banks. We go to the bank, Federal Reserve, and we say we need money. The, vets, the Fed says, okay, no problem, bro. But wait a minute. I ain't just going to give it to you. <clears throat> because that's not how we operate. We need you to give us something that says you're going to pay us back, something on something as collateral. So what we give them are forms of securities, and usually it's like bonds of some sort or something like that. I guess that's how you would relate it. I mean, if you want to look up securities, go knock yourself out. And if you look up what securities... We actually do it. I recommend posting it on the blog, langisms.blogspot.com, for this episode, episode 22. So they get these securities. They print out money. We're going to say $100 just for the sake of keeping it simple because we're usually talking like probably billions and trillions of dollars. We get the money. The, the government gets the money. They deposit it in, the, in a bank account or they disperse it into bank accounts. And everybody's happy, right? Well, what's the bank going to do with that money? They're not going to just hold it. Because they need to make money. And they're not really making money by just holding people's money without really charging them. And even if they were charging them, they have to increase based on their business model, probably. They have to have increases. So how are you going to bring in more money? Well, if we could loan out some of this money we got holding here, that would be great. So let's... We're gambling, men. Let's just say we're we're thinking that these people that have put their money in here, they're not going to come back for it. They're not going to come back for this hundred dollars, this guy, right away anyway. And if he comes back, he's only going to come back for a little of it, probably. So let's go ahead and lend out a portion of it. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to hold on to let's say twenty five dollars, and then we're going to lend out seventy five dollars. And these are just theoretical percentages. It could be different, higher or lower. I'm not sure. You could look it up. So they, they lend out the $75, right? They guarantee you that your money's still there, though. So theoretically, that money is still in the bank, that $100. So now you have $175 in circulation out of the original $100 that was printed out of nothing that we gave bonds for, right? So now that $75, the guy has it. He could spend it. Or whatever, but all that $75 will eventually end up into a bank account somewhere. And then that bank goes, well, let's do that again. Right? It could even be the same bank. They go, let's do that again. So let's say they keep another $25 and they lend out $50. Right? So are you seeing something happening? So now we have the original $100 printed from the Fed. And now all of a sudden we have $125 extra. 75 and 50 that's 125 dollars extra on top of the original 100 so now there's 250 dollars in circulation because <clears throat> all that money is still in the banks they guarantee you that it's there it's fdic insured you know what i'm saying <clears throat>
So that $50 that ended up is going to end up in a bank too, and they're going to do the same thing. So this time, let's say they keep 15, right? And then they land out what? 35. So that 35 goes out there and then that ends up in the bank. And then they say, let's keep, let's keep another, let's keep 10 and we'll lend out 25. And it can just keep going on and on and on forever. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> so out of that initial $100 that got printed, you can create almost an infinite amount of money off of that. But, but think about this. The guys printed the money out for us, but they want interest paid back on that. Even though they have collateral, they want interest paid back because they didn't just do it for free, right? Because if, if, if everybody paid back, if everybody pays back all the money, all the loans, right, all that money eventually will start to contract and go back and go back until it all goes back to the central bank, and then we get our securities back, and then there's no more money, right, because all the debts are paid. What about the interest that we owe on top of that? That money didn't get paid back. That money wasn't create, even created yet. That's money that we have to create to pay back on top of the money that they printed. So how does that happen, right? You're wondering, how does that happen? <clears throat> the government sees it probably and they go, oh, we better get more money printed. And then the cycle starts all over again. I mean, this is as far as I can tell. And I'm serious. If anybody has anything they want to add to this, langstevens.net. You can email me there, awakemindjourney at gmail.com. You can email me there. Or you can just go to the blog, langesons.blogspot.com, and just write a comment on this, and everybody can see it, and maybe we can start a discussion about this. Because this shit seems really, really weird, man. It seems like, like hocus-pocus, bogus bullshit. I don't know. I want you guys' opinion on this. Because this is just my interpretation of what I'm seeing here. And it, it doesn't really... It seems like it's set up to just, like, keep it going. Like, it seems like it's been set up to have to rely on keeping going back and asking to have more money printed. Or am I wrong? Let me know, guys. Alright? And I think I made it through that fairly well. Nobody's come crashing through the door yet, la, 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 yelling my name and stuff, asking me to do stuff. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that I get through to the very end and I can send you guys off to, uh, you know, hear something from my sponsors. Because my sponsors are super duper important to me. My sponsors are what this podcast is all about. My sponsors make me want to keep doing this podcast because these sponsors are coming up are really my number one sponsors. I mean, I have other very, 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 very affluential sponsors and everything, but these sponsors coming up are what really make it worthwhile for me. All right. So what I really need you guys to do now is I need to op open your eardrums, clear them out, Get out some Q-tips if you need to and get the build-up out, you know, because sometimes that interferes. Um, maybe light a nice scented candle or some incense or, you know, your favorite aromatherapy is always good. 
get in a nice comfortable chair and if it reclines I recommend reclining back putting your feet up and then maybe close your eyes if you have a water feature to turn on I would recommend that you know maybe some soft uh, Spanish guitar music and then uh, yeah to look, take a deep breath like this breathe in Hold it in and breathe out. So close your eyes and enjoy these messages from my sponsors. The following portion of the Langisms podcast is brought to you by you. Yes, you, listening right now, wherever you're at. Because without you, would this podcast even exist? Kind of like the sound of one hand clapping. Oh, wait, that sounds like this. But anyway, go ahead and give yourself a hug from me. And thanks. Alright everybody, I want to welcome you back from... That commercial break, I hope you enjoyed those messages from my sponsors. And I I can tell you guys are just really wanting to go out and buy stuff. Stuff that you need and want, right? You need that, don't you? You desire that, don't you? Well, my sponsors are giving it to you, so just learn to obey, will you? All right, and we can get on with it. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about in this segment. I wanted to talk about something called the Israeli Anti-Boycott Act. Getting a little political on you, right? Um, this is a bill that, um, that declares Congress should, one, oppose the United Nations Human Rights Council resolution of March 24, 2016, which urges countries to pressure companies to divest from or break contracts with Israel, and two, encourages encourages full implementation of the United States-Israel Strategic Partnership Act of 2014 through enhanced government-wide coordinated U.S.-Israel scientific and technological cooperation in civilian areas. And, uh, yeah, so it goes on to talk about a bunch of stuff. I don't want to go too much into it right now. But, um, yeah, this this sounds like they're trying to say that you're not allowed to say stuff about stuff, about people and stuff. Right? Especially if you have any kind of influence. They don't want you to influence anybody, say anything. And then it makes me wonder, well, just how far does this go? Does that mean anybody? Eventually, like nobody will be able to say anything. Is this just the first step? You know, I'm not. I'm not sure, man. So <clears throat> I'll put a link to this on um, my website, and I, I believe there are like fines and stuff to this. You know, I, I think that. 
I mean, I don't have time to read through all of this, but I think I saw something where it mentioned before that there would be fines of 250000 up to a million dollars. And, you know, it's basically a turn to make you shut up. Like, don't say nothing. Shut up. Shut up. All right. So it's like freedom of speech as long as you don't say this, 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 or this. Just remember that. It's coming your way soon to a uh, state and country near you. Shut the fuck up. They don't want you saying shit. At least that's uh, the impression I get from this. So, and if I'm wrong, if anybody out there wants to enlighten me as to the error of my thinking, I would totally welcome that. And you can email me at langstevens.net or go to langisms.blogspot.com and post on the blog feed for this podcast episode. All right. Which brings me to my uh, my next my next topic of this segment, and I'm gonna go into. I just wanted to drop that the previous topic in your ear. It's a good thing to know about. It's just starting to go through all the process of being passed, so it could get amended. It could get all this other stuff. But this next topic I find very very strange and disturbing in a way that you know I'm not even sure a lot of people would understand. So there's a a company There's a company in Wisconsin called Three Square Market and they have claimed that they have more than 50 employees that are going to voluntarily get implanted with like the RIF chip, right? They're going to implant it between their thumb and their forefinger and this will allow them to swipe into the locked doors at work, log onto their computer, go to the store at work in the cafeteria and buy stuff. And uh yeah. Which is really weird. Um and this company operates self-checkout kiosks for other companies throughout the world in 20 different companies, okay? So I can see them getting ready to implement this at the store, right? Swipe your hand. Technology. The future's here, bruh. Like, just embrace it, bruh. Like, you know? Well, before you go running out to get your RF chip inserted, I just want to drop a little something in your ear. All right? And I'm not against technology. I think technology does great things. I just think we need to think a little bit before we go running off the deep end with stuff, right? So I remember, I think it was, it might have even been the Zeitgeist movie where they had that interview of that guy who was some kind of media guy, production producer or something, worked in uh, visual media. And they were interviewing him and he was friends with one of the Rockefellers and this guy was talking to the Rockefeller guy and apparently he, Mr. Rockefeller, whoever, I can't remember which Rockefeller was, confessed to him that this was, you know, part of their, their grand scheme is eventually down the road is to have everybody implanted within our IF chip. Right. And it all sounds great, but let me remind you, man, I've never seen a one single movie where people were implanted 
was some kind of chip that had information, their information on it where they were all dancing around hand in hand singing Kumbaya while unicorns shit out gold and fart rainbows and leprechauns scoop it up and put it in buckets for the masses to, to enjoy and consume and live happily ever after. Have you ever seen that movie? I've never seen that movie. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure every movie where people had some kind of chip implant usually meant that those people were fucking oppressed in some way, shape, or form, right? And, you know, they say that the RIF chip uh, can't be tracked by GPS and stuff, but it's obviously emitting some kind of signal or can receive some kind of signal if you're able to scan it with just swiping it. So whether or not it's GPS trackable or anything doesn't mean that they still can't track you in other ways. I mean, if you're emitting a radio frequency and you walk by any kind of thing that detects it, it'll read your chip, right? I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like people can get hacked and stuff, you know? So it's just something I think we should think about (laughs) before we go running off and planning people with stuff, you know, and maybe, maybe condense everything down to just a card. Let's try that first. Let's put all of our information, bank accounts and everything on one card first before we decide to implant a chip into our hands that contains this information, you know, and maybe try that first. And if you're worried, oh, I could lose my card and stuff, you know what? Get a piercing and have the card attached to your piercing and you won't lose it. All right. If you're because there's really no difference between getting an RF implant and getting a piercing. So do that. Attach your identification card to it and you'll be fine all right i just think it's really bizarre yeah i wonder uh i wonder how many jobs or or how many uh companies and corporations are going to start using that as like a prerequisite to even work there right well you can't work here this is part of our policy you have to have an rf chip all right or rif chip whatever the fuck it's called you know is that going to be a thing pre-employment uh standard implantation necessary indoctrination be kind of like going in the military i remember like uh, when i was in the navy like going through the line of getting injections and stuff and you're basically i remember standing there i was like oh my gosh this is it's like going through a factory when you when you go into the military you go through like you come in one end and you come out the other end totally different kind of thing well at least in appearance and stuff and in some ways mentally But I remember thinking, oh, this is just like a production line factory, you know, where we're being converted with different hardware and different uh, things. So, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think about all this? Do you want an RIF chip? Like I said, you guys can send me any emails or, or any questions you have about this, comments, explanations, enlightenment for myself and other listeners. You can totally email me at langstevens.net, awakemindjourney at gmail.com, or you can go to the blog and comment on the blog for this episode on the on the thread. And that's langisms, langisms.blogspot.com. And just remember, everybody, you can get to all this stuff through the website, seriously, langstevens.net. All right? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and take another break and uh, expose you guys to more subliminal messages from my sponsors because... You know, it's what makes the world go round, right? So just uh, become complacent with it and give in to it. 
All right. And uh, sit back, relax, close your eyes, open up your eardrums and brainwaves to accept the programming from your corporate overlords, also known as my sponsors. This episode of the Lang Isms Podcast is brought to you by Company A. That's right. From the producers of such memorable products like Junk in a Box and Nice but Unfulfilling comes the next must-have. It's super awesome, fantastic education. Don't let learning be boring. Make it fun with super awesome, fantastic education and make sure you feel cool and seem like you're headed somewhere. Who needs heavy thinking when the future is you? Just chilling with your bros, drinking the hippest drinks, and surrounded by the sexiest people you can imagine. So don't take risks with knowledge and play it safe. SAFE with super awesome, fantastic education. Brought to you by Company A. Company A is a proud sponsor of the Omega Foundation. All right, everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those delicious advertisements for my sponsors and that they got your juices flowing or whatever it is that gets you through the day. So I have here on the podcast, I have Bob. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Um, We had recorded (laughs) a pop uh, segment previously that um, was on the fractional banking topic, but that kind of got screwed up. So what I decided to do was I decided to bring you back and have like a different topic since I'm trying to mix things up during the podcast. And what I thought we could talk about is something that I don't normally go about because I'm not very active when it comes to like uh, gay politics or anything like that. Um, But I do, I do have experience with like things that made me, realized that the only way that I was not going to have to suffer through certain aspects of life was that if, if gay marriage was legal Um, and you come from more of a political active background and stuff. You've been very active through your college years and stuff and you've protested and done all that stuff. And I was just wondering like what your take on it is. And I'll give a little bit more detail on mine first, but um, just a general idea. What is your, your take on it? Um, I agree with it totally. We're, it was something we started fighting for back in the 70s. And actually, we're just fighting for equal rights back in the 70s. And uh, as time went on, I mean, I personally never thought I would see gay, gay marriage come into play. <clears throat> I just thought that was something that was, I'd be long dead. Uh, so the fact that we've risen to the point we are, I'm quite proud of that. It meant that all the crap that we went through in the previous years paid off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that has to be a really good feeling. But what what really makes you want to have gay marriage? Is it the like the marriage aspect, or is it just the rights aspect? You think? Um, both, both. I <clears throat> I feel I have the right to be married to whoever I want, and that should not matter. Uh, if I'm gay or straight or whatever I am, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. If, yeah. if there's someone I love, then marriage is what our society <clears throat> says that we we need to. That's our goal, 
And so we're all taught that as children. And so when we become adults, uh, we expect that. And when we don't get that, it it's not right. Yeah, it kind of pisses you off and gets you mad a little. Yeah, yeah. And I totally get that. Um, for my, my viewpoint, and I've had personal experiences specifically like dealing with like uh, going to the hospital with my partner and stuff like that. And, um, you know, there was an instance like when I was with uh, my first partner, Jim, um, he had this really bad, all of a sudden he had a really bad, severe pain behind his eye and we had to go to the hospital and stuff. And I remember him going into the emergency room and I wasn't allowed in. And um, it was kind of like I remember talking to the lady at the admitting desk. And then once she kind of figured out who I was, I could like see the change on her face of kind of like a concerned, compassionate hospital worker um, <clears throat> turn from that into kind of like something of like content and like disgust kind of thing. And I was, I wasn't really, I was kind of dismissed and not even really wanted to be dealt with. It was the impression I was given. And I remember just being in the hospital re- emergency waiting room and I was there for like 10 hours, you know, and, um, I didn't know what was going on. And it was like during those that time that I had a lot of time to think, wow, it's like if he dies, I'll never see him again. And it will all be, be it will all be because that I am not married to him and I am not considered family. Right. And it was at that point in time that I said the only way around that is if I'm either allowed to be married or if they just get rid of that stupid idea that you know, you have to have some kind of like legal tie to somebody instead of just a loving relationship with somebody to be seen. That was when I realized that like marriage had to be a thing unless it was going to go the other and way, which I did. Um, this was like in the early mid nineties. Okay. You know, yeah. Um, there was protesting going on. I remember going down to DC and protesting at the big March they had in DC and stuff. But, um, until like you like are in a situation where you risk losing somebody and not being able to like be there and know what's going on and be part of that process and being cut out of it you don't really realize like how how important it is to have equality when it comes to things like that that's right see now when i was doing mine it was in the 70s and uh i remember we we went to uh uh, down to Kansas City for a, a convention thing that we were a part of. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a young couple, uh, two men that were in college, and they had had a fire at their apartment while one was in school, the other was home, and there was a fire, and the one that was at home died in the fire. And the parents, and they were from a town that was a couple hundred miles away, and the parents came, you know, because... These two boys had been best friends since they were like three years old or something and went off to college together. Well, what the parents didn't know is that the two go, two boys were lovers. And during the course of you know this young man's death and all that, it mm-hmm. came out that these two men were lovers. Yeah. Both families immediately packed up everything and they left. And the one surviving boy was left there by his parents, homeless. With no money, no support, no anything, and told, you're an abomination, and you got into this mess, you get out of it, and they walked away. 
and he wasn't allowed to go back to the funeral. He wasn't told anything. Yeah. He had no rights. And those are the types of things that we were fighting in the 70s. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's kind of like the extreme, extreme right. kind of thing. That's like, you know, hatred. But it's the same thing. thing. We couldn't do hospital. We couldn't, yeah, you, know, you couldn't do anything as you just described. Uh, you had no rights. You had zero rights. And uh, <clears throat> same applied to living in apartment buildings and stuff that they found out that you know, you were gay, you could be kicked out immediately. And yeah. there were just literally zero rights. Yeah. And, and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think a lot of people don't really understand, like, why. Like, you just hear equal rights, oh, they want to be treated equal. But you don't understand, like, all the things that go into that, like the suffering behind it and stuff like that, unless you've actually had that happen to you on a, on a firsthand basis. You don't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Especially when you're committed to somebody and the only reason that you're not married is because you can't, you know, it's a little different than just dating somebody. Right. You know? Right. So for me, that's the big difference. And I just don't think uh, I've I've let people know that because I know I probably know people that don't agree with gay marriage or agree with uh, things like that. But I just want those people to know and anybody else know that might be against gay marriage for some kind of fundamental reason or whatever, that it's, it's not because we're trying to take away anything from anybody. It's just, we want to be able to love and care about somebody and be able to be there with them and not be told that we don't have a right to do that. And then, but on top of that too, when you're together as a couple now, and, and this doesn't matter if you're straight or gay, if you're together as a couple and one of you dies, one of you does gets too sick or whatever, if you're not married, family can come in and they can take anything of that individual's. Yeah. And you have no rights. Yeah. Zero. And so And if, I've heard I've heard plenty of horror stories. Yeah. And and it's not just in gay, but in straight too. But families can be the most vicious people in the world because they decide, oh, they had that money. I should get that because I'm family. That person's not family. Well, that's all bullshit. Uh, when, and, and part of the marriage thing is that you, okay, you and I are making all kinds of decisions. Yes. And that consider our, you know, there are finances, our living, whatever yes. it is. And if, I die and or you die without the marriage certificate there, my family, your family could walk in and take everything. Yeah. And and and, and, and even if and they leave. and even if they don't, they could just make life living hell oh, for yeah. who knows yeah. an indefinite yeah. period of time. That's you know? right. That's right. You know, and and families get real uh weird. Yeah, they get weird, but they get it's like you know I want the medical right to say, yes, you live or die. Well, excuse me, uh, I have a husband. I have I have a spouse. It's the, their decision. It's not your decision. You're just a child or you're just a, uh uncle or a brother that's, or something. But, I, I totally get it. It's some weird, bizarre, uh, imaginary uh, entitlement. Right, right. Kind and of thing or some kind of uh, reward, weird reward but, system for but being But they also related. don't do that. They don't do that with uh, their parents or their, they don't do that with people that are straight in their family. 
they assume that there's a spouse that's going to step in and get everything. That's true. If 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 uh, if I was a woman, I doubt you would have anything to worry about from your your family and vice right. versa. There would be nobody that would be interested. But I can't really say that for my family because I have a really strange family, and there's a lot of weird things going on. So yeah. Um, but but in general, I think that that's that's true. That most people wouldn't even blink an eye. Yeah, you when don't. It came to that. Kind yeah, of stuff. you don't. It's it's when it's not normal that you get all this bizarreness. Uh, mm. You know, you just get all this bizarreness of stuff. Yeah, and that needs to stop. Yeah. So I I think if everybody really like thought about it. And really kind of um, maybe put themselves in that situation of that person. Think about the person that you care and you love the most in your life. Just think about if you couldn't marry them and something happened to them. And then you were like totally cut out of like existence in that person's life altogether because you couldn't be married. And be treated just like everybody else that cared and loved about somebody. I mean, I, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at with this mm-hmm. segment, you know, because I, I just want people to realize it's not about this. I want this. I want to take this and do this because I want, 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 want. It's, it's not about that. It's just about life, having a decent life and being able to live it without having any bullshit. Right. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Bob? No, nope, I'm, I'm right there. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this segment up and uh, – come back and I'll either tie this podcast up or I'll have another segment. You never know because it's a new frontier. So go ahead, put up your tray tables, put on your cell phones onto airplane mode. All right. Unless you're listening to this on your phone and then close your eyes, open up your eardrums, feel the vibrational rhythms of the drums of the corporate mechanism droning you into submission as you listen to these subliminal messages from my sponsors. This episode of the Langisms Podcast is brought to you by Expanded Reality Incorporated. That's right. From the makers of Gratitude and The World Outside Your Box comes meditation if you're feeling stressed tired sad angry or your mind just won't stop grab yourself some meditation and feel your worries slip away probably not but at least they'll seem more manageable so increase your inner peace level with meditation brought to you by expanded reality incorporated All right, everybody. That's going to be it for this podcast. It's getting late. I'm getting tired. I still have schoolwork to do. And tomorrow starts a fresh new week. So I hope everybody has a really good week this week. And if you're listening to this later, I hope you have a good day, whatever day it is, okay? And don't forget, go check out the blog, langisms.blogspot.com. Go check out uh, langstevens.net. Go check out Lang's World on Facebook. 
And if you guys are listening on iTunes, go ahead and give me a rating on iTunes, preferably five stars, but whatever you want to do, that way more people can hear about it. But what I'd rather you guys do is go ahead and spread the langisms to all your friends and friends, friends, and friends, 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 all right? I mean, does it really take a whole lot to like and share and maybe put me in a chain mail? (laughs) or something like that huh so and uh yeah so that's gonna do it everybody i appreciate you guys listening to everything and just remember if you can learn to love yourself even if it's just a small part of yourself if you can do that today and then do it again tomorrow you'll eventually start building up a lot of compassion for yourself and a lot of love and if you can do it that it's a it's a really really good place to start i swear it is all right So have a good day, everybody. I'm out of here. Peace!